grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Today's Gospel lesson from Luke begins with the people gathered around John the Baptist, gathered to be baptized. The beginning phrase of this passage is what strikes me. It says, the people are filled with expectation. This is a group of people with something to look forward to. They're filled with expectation. What does that feel like, to be filled with expectation? I'm not sure we remember. When we arrive at church on Sunday morning, are we filled with expectation? When we walk out the door of our house on Monday morning, are we filled with expectation? Too often a sense of expectation is the furthest thing from our minds as we go about our daily lives. In part, this come from, comes from our sense of routine, of knowing that today, as I move forward through my day, there's a good chance that I will not see or experience anything that's new, anything that's exciting. But it's not just that we get into a routine. Even more than that, I think that we are sometimes afraid to allow ourselves to be filled with expectation. How often have you told yourself not to get your hopes up? Or how often have you said that to someone else? We don't mean to be unkind, and we aren't really suggesting that there's no reason for hope or no reason for a sense of expectation. But I think sometimes we tone down our sense of expectation in an effort to protect ourselves. We have all the, had the experience of being disappointed. It doesn't feel good. We can let go of small disappointments without too much heartache. But feeling disappointed by something big, something we really expected or something we really hoped for, that can be a blow. Our decision not to get our hopes up, not to expect too much, is a sensible way to protect ourselves. We can't be disappointed by something we didn't expect in the first place. We know every dream we have isn't going to come true. We want to be realistic about what life holds for us. But for those of us baptized into the Christian life, I have some bad news about our ability to protect ourselves. It's too late for that. It's too late to protect yourselves. And let me tell you why. In your baptism, you and God and the Christian community have come together in such a bold statement of hope and of expectation that you're already far out on a limb of hope and expectation. In baptism, God claims us as God's own. We come together, and with this sign, we seal a covenant between an individual and a Christian community and God. Each of us is welcomed as a beloved child of God. Did I say I had bad news for you? Of course I meant that this is good news. It is a bold claim. We show a certain amount of daring as we assert through baptism that we are God's own children. We might not be safe in the way that we feel safe when we protect ourselves from getting our hopes up or protect ourselves from disappointment. But our baptism offers the security of a covenant relationship with God, a covenant sealed in the Christian community. Baptism offers us the security of a deep sense of identity 
that cannot be shaken, no matter what disappointments life brings. As people of faith, we live every day with the confidence that we are held by God. Through baptism, we find ourselves grounded in a bold sense of who we are. And through God's call in baptism, we live in the expectation that God calls us into new adventures each day. This daring hope is backed up by a promise from our God, who calls us by name. The passage from Isaiah this morning echoes the themes we see in remembering our baptism. One expression of God's is our sense that God calls us by name. But the Isaiah passage repeats this to clarify what this really means. Of course God knows your name. But more importantly, Isaiah tells you that God calls you by God's name. God's claim on us is not so much about knowing who we are as knowing whose we are, who we belong to. We belong to God. Sometimes in worship we hear the ritual words, remember your baptism and be thankful. When we speak of remembering our baptism, that's a symbolic memory for most of us. Many people are baptized as, children, as babies or infants and don't remember our actual baptism. I do remember my baptism. I was about eight or nine when I was baptized. When I was born, my parents hadn't found a church yet to settle into, and I think time just went by and got away from them they didn't get around to getting me baptized. So one year, my sister and I were baptized together at our grandparents' church, which is the Davis Community Church, with all four of our grandparents present. I remember it as a weighty experience. Of course, I mean that in terms of the significance of the event, but I also mean it literally. What I remember most is the feeling of the great weight of the senior pastor's enormous hand on my head. Some of you might know that pastor. Norm Pott is his name. And he was a big guy, six foot eight inches tall. In fact, after a phenomenally successful stint as a basketball player for Wheaton College, he turned down an offer to play pro basketball in 1954 in favor of going to seminary and entering the ministry. So I was an eight year old or nine year old girl, and this was a six foot eight inch tall man, and I thought his hands were this big. I remember my baptism. Surrounded by my parents and my grandparents, I knew that being baptized was something important. And I hope that at Audacia's age, she might also remember being surrounded by family and the importance of her baptism. Somehow the great weight of that pastor's hands seemed like a sign of the weight the event would carry in my life. As young as I was, being welcomed as a child of God was a joyful occasion for me. Baptism wasn't some kind of new idea when our Gospels were written. It wasn't introduced by John the Baptist or by Jesus. The word baptism was used to refer to many different religious rituals using water. Baptism of one kind or another was a practice very familiar to people of many religions when John the Baptist came along. This may be part of why our Gospel can say that people were filled with expectation. They probably thought they had some idea of what was happening, what they were looking forward to. So John speaks to the people, and we learn from his words more about what this baptism means. He says, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. 
he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. As our sacrament of Christian baptism came into being, it's not only a water ritual, but is also a baptism of the Holy Spirit. The different Gospels have some slight variations in the details of Jesus' baptism, but one thing is consistent. Jesus never baptizes anyone. We never see Jesus performing a baptism. Instead, Jesus is himself baptized. Jesus receives baptism. And so we understand that Jesus is baptized with us, and we with him. Jesus isn't standing alongside somehow as God transforms our lives in baptism. Jesus steps right down into that muddy water with us. Jesus is baptized with us. And so once again, Jesus reminds us of how it is that God is present in our lives. Not only above or somehow out ahead of us, but with us, alongside us. When that water is muddy and cold, God is in there with us. If we find ourselves in an eddy where the water is stagnant, God is right there with us. At those times when the current moves dangerously fast, God is in there with us. This baptism is a gift, a promise in which we rest secure. But our baptism also makes a demand on us. Baptism calls us to live a life of ministry that takes us from standing in the water to walking a road along with brothers and sisters a road that can ask us a whole lot of hard work and sometimes pain. We are baptized into the Christian community one time, one sacramental act that lasts forever. But our lives, as people baptized with the Holy Spirit, continue every day, always with new invitations to remember our baptism. Even if our own baptism might have been with just a handful of water or a sprinkle, can imagine that sense of being immersed and use that as a symbol for the Christian life. You can stand aside, afraid of getting wet, or you can answer the call to serve and commit yourself each day to being immersed all over again in the challenges and the blessings that the new day may bring. When we choose to immerse ourselves, there is one thing we know for certain. Jesus is in there with us. So say yes to diving in with your whole self. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen.